Welcome to Create Your Life Radio, where you learn to create your life, not just react to it. I'm your host, Laura Likes. Is life whizzing by you at about 90 miles a minute and periodically smacking you in the head, and you'd like to change that? Then this is the show for you. You know, now's the time when we usually take a deep breath together to get ourselves really here and really present. And it's a great quick way to do that. It's something you can do almost any place very quickly. But there are so many other ways to, to get yourself present. So let's try something different today. How about we tense all of the muscles in our body, even your nose. Hold all those muscles for just a second. Okay, now release. And release with the intention of relaxing, putting whatever else is running through your head right now to the side for a minute. I talk about intention a lot, and it's because it's really an extremely powerful thing. Without intention, there's just aimlessness, and with intention, there's the power to create. So set your intention right now to get something for yourself in the next 15 minutes that's concrete and that leaves you feeling more in the driver's seat. When you intend that you'll learn something new or that you'll remember something that you already know but you aren't currently implementing, you're a lot more likely to have that come about. In just a minute, we're going to be doing an exercise, so please find yourself something to write on, a piece of paper and a pencil, or open a new computer document, just something. Last week, I talked about some of my own challenges with creating my life, and how worthwhile it is when you make the effort to keep doing it, despite the challenges. If you missed that show and you want to listen to it, you can go to createyourliferadio.com and click on the link to my iTunes channel. I have all the past episode, episodes there available to listen to and to listen to for free. So today's nugget is that knowing what you value and believe in is an important tool in creating a great life. When you have your values and beliefs right there handy, kind of in the forefront of your mind, you can use them to navigate stressful situations, but you can also use them to set goals or make plans. You might even ask yourself, what would my best self do in this situation? And if you have ready access to your values and beliefs, you'll be able to answer that question a whole lot more easily. You know, that's something that I routinely ask my clients. And after they get past the I don't know stage, they actually can come up with a list of you know, 12 to 25 uh, items without too much difficulty. So I'm going to ask you to identify just a couple of things today that you value and believe in. And I'm even going to give you a little bit of help in doing that. That's going to be the exercise that we do. So take out your piece of paper or get your computer document ready to go. And I'd like you to think of two people whom you admire and whom you enjoy being with. These could be people that you currently know, you know, friends that you have a great time with, or family members who make you feel inspired or who just seem to bring out the best in you. They could be people from your past or people you don't even know in person, like a hero or a celebrity. For each person, write down a list of about four or five things that you really like or admire about each person. Now look at the list and see where the overlaps are. Write those down in a third list. So let me just go over it again. You've got two people who you like and admire. For each person, you've got a list, a separate list for each one. 
writing down four or five things that you like or admire about those two people. And this really works better if you do it with more people, but I thought we wouldn't have time to do more than two today. And then after you have four or five traits for each person, look and see where the overlaps are and write those down in a third list. You know, when you're noticing what you admire in other people, it's a great way to get clearer about your own strengths. And if you're not quite there yet, the things that you're aspiring to, the qualities that you really value and that you want to bring more into your life. So now that you've got your third list, that's kind of your composite list, add in any other values or beliefs that kind of strike you, that are coming to your mind, either thinking about other people who you admire, or maybe just realizing now that you're thinking about values and beliefs, what some of the other ones are for you. And these could be, um, you know, beliefs could be religious-related beliefs, or they could just be ethical beliefs or your view of the world. It's, it's really a very personal process. So feel free to keep adding to this and clarifying what you mean by each thing. For instance, if you wrote down honesty, what does that mean for you? Does it mean complete, brutal honesty in every situation? Or are there places where tact is required and, and you need to do a little bit of fudging? How much fudging is allowed? In what situations? Do this for each trait so that you're really clear about each one for yourself. Personalize it. You know, you might admire somebody else's boldness, and, but you want to embody that in a slightly different way than they do. So take a minute to think about each one, and we, you may not be able to do that now while I'm talking, but I, I really recommend taking the time um, a little bit later to, to go ahead and do this thoroughly. When you have your list, you might want to write it on a card or a post-it note and put it by your computer or in your purse or on your mirror, someplace where you're going to see it often, so that you really get acquainted with those values and beliefs. Then, if you're facing a decision of some kind, you can refer to them and see which one or ones might serve you best in the situation. And that's what I mean by using it as a tool. And this works either for dealing with a, you know, a problem or a stressful situation, or just kind of deciding which direction to go in. One of the things that keeps people from asking for or going after what they want is that it might not make everybody else around them happy. We like to make people happy, right? I know I do. The best way I know to sort through this kind of attention is to run your desires through your values. Values are really an underutilized asset, in my opinion. We all have them, but for the most part, they're kind of floating around in the background. And maybe they just get brought out after the fact when you're thinking, gosh, I really wish I'd done da-da-da differently. If you have a clear working knowledge of your values, you can use them as a tool to help you make decisions and to handle times that are stressful. You know, we hear all the time in the news about people who are supposed to be moral leaders who've gotten caught doing something that directly contradicts what they supposedly stand for. Yeah, some of these people are probably frauds and hypocrites, but I'll bet that a pretty big percentage of those people really are decent people and they've just let their values and beliefs fall into the background. And then when life starts moving quickly, as it always does, they forget to refer to them because they're way back in the back somewhere and, and they're not easy to use. 
So that's why I recommend that you have those right in the forefront of your brain where you can use them easily. Let me give you an example of using your values as a filter when deciding about pursuing your desires. Just pretend you're an actress and you're never happier than when you're performing. You live on the East Coast with your husband and your two children, and aside from acting, your family is the most important thing to you. One day you get a call to come out to Hollywood to try out for some TV roles over a couple of month period. This is something you've always dreamed of, but it would mean either being away from your family for a long time, or bringing them out to Hollywood too for the duration of the tryouts, which you might not even get. So what do you do? Well, there's really no right or wrong answer in the objective because what's right for you is going to lead you to the most satisfying solution to this dilemma. And it might not be the same thing that's the best solution for someone else. It's really important for you. Is it really important for you to have a chance to make it in Hollywood? Or could you be almost as happy doing, I don't know, regional theater? Just doing more of it. Would moving your family for a couple of months be a huge disruption, or would it be an adventure? Would you be willing to cut expenses in other areas of your life so that you could afford to commute back and forth more often? There are just infinite possible ways to go about this, and they all relate to what's most important to you and to the other people who are also affected. You know, we've all been trained from a young age that some things are good, other things are bad. Some things are right, other things are wrong. And with the exception of doing outright harm to other people, this kind of black and white thinking really doesn't serve us very well. So what if we stopped using and assigning labels to our impulses and to our life experiences and just let them be at face value? Instead of jumping to whether something is good or bad, what if we just let it be neither? It just is. Now, last week I talked about dealing with the news that a close family member had gone into the hospital and my struggle to be with that news without going too far off into fear and sadness and worry. And I realized that one of the ways to be in acceptance of what is, is to stop putting it into a category. If it's neither good nor bad, desirable or undesirable, it's a lot easier to be in that place of acceptance and to, be in, to go into a place of peace. You know, as it turned out, the power went out at that person's home at the same time she was in the hospital. And it turned out to be a great thing that she was somewhere that had a generator and that was comfortable and uh, that it really turned out fine. And this helped illustrate for me the pitfalls of judging whether something is good or bad. Now, wait a minute, you might be saying, I thought you wanted me to know what was important to me and what I believed in. And now you're saying don't make value judgments? Yes, I am saying all of those things because they really serve two different purposes. When you're able to be in acceptance of what is, you're not wasting your time and your energy fighting reality. Now this is much easier to actually do, or at least move in the direction of, if you don't spend a lot of your time assigning everything into categories of good and bad. If you can try and give that up, boy, that's, that's a really worthwhile thing, and that's something I'm, I'm definitely committed to working on. So when you're in that more peaceful place of acceptance, and it's not good or bad, it's just this is the situation at the time, you can look at your values and beliefs then, and you can use them to help you create what's next, and something that's probably going to be more satisfying for you, more in line with what's important to you, what, who you really want to be and who you are. 
Now this might sound a little bit theoretical, so let me give you another example. Past couple of months have been really hectic for me. I've had a lot of irons in the fire. I've also had people come and visit. I've had a lot of illness in my family. And not that long ago, I got so run down that I got sick too. And I've been wishing for things to just kind of go back to normal so that I could navigate my life more comfortably. But a couple of days ago, I got really clear about something. There are things that I don't have control over, and there are things that I do. So waiting for the things that I don't have control over, like illness, to sort themselves out, was really making me feel like a victim of my life. And that's you know not what this show's about, and that's not what I'm about. I don't want to be a victim in my life. So I really wanted to get back into being someone who was creating my life. And the truth is, I don't know what the next months are going to be like on a whole lot of levels. Who knows what normal really looks like and if I'm ever going to get back there. So instead of wishing and waiting for that, I'm going to make some decisions that are firmly in my control and that stem from what's important to me right now. For the last couple of years, I've been really going great guns. I've been having a lot of fun putting together and presenting things like programs and trainings and this radio show. And I've been out there doing what's considered desirable in our achievement-oriented society. And although I've been having a lot of fun with it, I've also been pushing aside the part of me that longs for a lot of time and a lot of space for interior reflection and exploration. Now, I'm really actually an introvert by nature, and I haven't been giving myself enough time to recharge. You know, one of the definitions of an, how you know whether you're really an extrovert or an introvert is what energizes you. What, what gets you back uh, feeling charged up again? Is it going to be with people or is it going to be with yourself? And I love to be with people, but I definitely need to be by myself to get recharged. A couple of days ago, I really saw what I was doing, and I realized that I needed to be more intentional about creating a life that's really a reflection of what is most important to me. Now, it's no small irony that producing this radio program about creating your life has helped me to see that I need to do a better job of creating mine. And one of the ways that I'm going to do that is to take a break from the radio show. Now, this is only the seventh show, so I haven't been doing it all that long. And there's a very small little voice that's saying, you're quitting, you're not following through, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But when, you know, when I move away from that and I stop trying to analyze whether this is right or wrong, and I really focus on what do I want to create out of the space that's freed up if I do this? I find myself much more aligned with who I really am and what feels appealing to me in the moment. Now, I wrestled with this decision for a couple of days, and I have to say that once the decision was made, I instantly felt lighter and more like myself, and that's a really good indicator that you're on the right path. And I've talked about that before, that your emotions are a really great barometer in cases like this. And just feeling less stressed and lighter was, really helped me to know that this was the right direction for me to be moving in. And it's not because the show isn't fun and interesting to do. It's just not what my deepest self is longing for anymore. So I'm now in the process of looking for other places in my life where I can scale back and embrace a life with more simplicity and more freedom to be rather than to always do, do, do. So next week will be the last program of Create Your Life Radio for the foreseeable future. Who knows? Might want to come back to it at some point, but I don't know when. 
In next week's show, we'll recap everything that we've talked about so far, and I'll also continue sharing some more about my own journey of creating a life that I'm excited to be living. The Create Your Life Radio Facebook group will continue, and I want that to be a place for people to talk about the lives that they're creating and to share insights and encouragement for each other. I'll also be continuing to see clients, so if you want to talk with me further about getting more deeply in touch with your own values and beliefs and using them as a tool to create your great life, you can email me at laura at greatdoor.net or call me on the East Coast at 336-416-0606. I look forward to talking with you. Until next week, this has been Laura Likes. Have a good day and a great life.